Good morning, everybody, uh, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is November 7th, 2022. Um, today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 40, uh, the first paragraph that begins with, uh, uh, we heard no more from Fred for a while and ends with, yet he was uh, flat on his back, nevertheless. One paragraph only. Um, uh, today's readers are uh, Lee H. for the 12 Steps, uh, Barb W. for the 12 Traditions, Darlene H. is the first reader, Nancy R., We'll be reading the vision for you. Lisa B is our backup, and uh, so uh, uh, good. Um, the reference numbers for uh, yesterday uh, is nineteen thousand six hundred and ten. The um, uh, OA preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcomed everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-sustaining, self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, um, our, ab our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Lee H. to read the 12 steps, please. Good morning, Craig. This is Lee H. from Tennessee, presently in California. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. <clears throat> Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcohol, to Overeaters Anonymous, compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. All right, thank you. Now I'm going to ask Barb W. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you. Good morning. Barb W., compulsive overeater, gratefully recovered in Illinois. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service. All right. Thank you very much. Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what we read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is five months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. The meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To press, to share, press star one to unmute. When you are done sharing, uh, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book uh, on page 40, the first paragraph that starts with, we heard no more from Fred for a while, Uh, reading one uh, one paragraph. Uh, I'm going to ask... Darlene H. to get us started. Darlene? 
Good morning, Darlene H. from Columbus, Georgia, recovered compulsive overeater. We heard no more of Fred for a while. One day we were told he was back in the hospital. This time he was quite shaky. He soon indicated he was anxious to see us. The story he told is most instructive. For here was a chap absolutely convinced he had to stop drinking, who had no excuse for drinking, who exhibited splendid judgment and determination in all of his other concerns, yet was flat on his back nevertheless. Uh, what is this telling me or what does this say to me? Um, I could definitely relate to Fred, especially um, when it come or when it came to every other area of my life, or so I thought I was successful. You know, I had a home, I had um, a job, I had a car. You know, I didn't have all the things that I had seen over the years of other people who were um, an addict or uh, a problem who, who didn't have any, uh, a person who didn't have any control in their life. I felt as though I had a lot of control. So what, what was the problem? You know, what is the problem here? I don't need to be overweight. I don't need to be stuck in the food all the time. This is not serving me. It's not helping me. But... At some base level, it was. At some base level, it was doing its job. It was my solution to my problem. And my problem was that I had a spiritual-sized hole in my gut that, you know, I couldn't see that. Nobody could. Um, I didn't understand what that meant and what that entailed. And because of that, I could not stop on my own. So I... I um, I see Fred here as at his bottom after having his, um, or or so he thought. And many times over the years, I mean, I've been a member of Overeaters Anonymous since 2000, and I have had long periods of abstinence, and I have had long periods of relapse. And many, many, many times over the years, I thought, I'm ready. I'm ready to put down the food. I'm ready to take this on. I can do it, make a whole laundry list of things that I was going to do and get through it. Um, or I would also have thinking like, ah, I don't need to do what everybody else does. I'm fine. I'm not that bad. I can control it. So Fred in this moment is thinking, you know, I'm done. Tell me what to do. You know, and of course later we'll find that that just wasn't enough. And I have been there so many times, and it wasn't until this last time when I was able to get real clear on what I could and could not handle on my own, and which is everything, absolutely everything. And uh, I'm grateful that I have that knowledge, and I accept it today. That was the difference. Fred wasn't accepting at this point. Um, today I accept it, and that has changed everything. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you very much. All right, now we're going to take a list of uh, people that want to share. Before we do, I want to remind you that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order to... Uh, 
another quarter that others might share their experience as well. So, who would like to share on this paragraph? Lisa and Kelly S. All right. I have Lisa, Kelly, who else? Toby W. Toby W. Loretta H. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Linda D. A L. A L. All right. Joanne. Okay, that's. I'm sorry, I'm going to talk over you. Who's that? Joanne P. I'm still not getting that. Marianne. Joanne. Oh. Jillian. Okay. Um, thanks. So let's take that line up. Uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa M., you're up, followed by Kelly S. and Toby W. Lisa M.? Lisa M. Star One to unmute. Well, I am. I am so sorry. I thought I was talking away, Craig. Pardon me. Sorry about that. Thank you for your service. Um, This is Lisa N. As a Nancy from Wisconsin, and um, what that reminded me of was when I really did not want to join OA. I was in total denial but I knew that I needed to do something. I had exhausted all efforts. Uh, It was the last house on the block, as they say. And I really didn't want to do it, but I thought I better. So um, when I I first um, heard about it, I had decided that I would call somebody and get directions to, to find out where the meetings were. I called that poor lady like three times in the course of a couple of months. And I just was so not wanting to go that I kept calling her, and she was so kind each time. But I, it took me two years. It took me two years of going to the meeting, not going to the meeting. I was just in denial. I didn't want to do it. And I understand how Fred feels because it's, it's just, why do we want to do something like this until we really accept it? And we start doing it, and we see the beauty and the blessing of it. And it took me a long time. And, it, and two years doesn't sound maybe like a lot, but it, it's two years that I wish I would have done it earlier. I just wish I would have, but that wasn't the plan, I guess. Um, anyway, I just wanted to just say hello to everybody and say thank you for being on this meeting. And I hope you have a good day. Thank you. Okay, Lisa, Lisa, thank you. Next up from the great state of Oklahoma, Kelly S. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Um, it's mm. Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm mm. grateful to be here. So um, when I read this paragraph yesterday, um, I was thinking about 
what my sponsor always tells me, um, the disease is a great persuader. Um, and that has been the truth in my own journey and in my sponsoring. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what I hear, you know, what amazing sponsors I've had, what great podcasts I've listened to, what great meetings I listened to, this one, it doesn't matter. Um, or it doesn't matter about my self-knowledge. It doesn't matter about, you know, I have no reason. I have um, a wonderful uh, wife. I have a great career. I have beautiful children and grandchildren. None of those, I have no reason. I have all these wonderful things. None of these things matter. It's the disease is going to have to be the great persuader. And until I get convinced that no matter what I know or no matter what I do alone, I can't do it until I get to that place of surrender you know, I'm going to continue to struggle. And I have to remind myself of this when I work with sponsees too, you know, it's like I keep trying to say the right thing or or direct them to the right meeting or the right podcast or, or whatever. But, you know, I'm constantly reminded the disease is the great persuader. It's the thing that kicks my butt, that convinces me, that makes me realize, oh my God, I can't stop. I have to get to that place of desperation and ready to say to my sponsor, I don't know what to do. I've been here for decades. I've tried everything. I can't stop. I'll give up whatever I have to. I'll do whatever I have to. And yes, I know the solution is my higher power and God. But if I don't get out of the way and start cooperating, there's a reason we have tools and steps and fellowship. And I have to use all those things and quit trying to do this alone. Because my self-knowledge and my book knowledge and my program knowledge get in my way so much, you know. You know, I, and I shared that this, this was, I was, I was uh, Fred, I forget which guy we're on here. <laughs> I was Fred that last year before I picked up because I had, you know, five years of recovered abstinence and I think I, I thought I knew everything. I'd heard everything. I've heard all the stories of relapse and I knew, but guess what? The disease is the great persuader and it kicked my butt and I had to surrender. I had to get honest. I had to start connecting with people again working my program, and most of all, I had that relationship with God. We know that. But guess what? Until I admit my powerlessness and my unmanageability and my desperation, I don't have a reason to do all this work. I don't have a need for God, right? I have to know. So the disease is a great persuader, and I just wanted to say that again. Thanks for that, and thanks for your service, Craig, and I pass. Good morning, Craig. I think okay, you're... thanks, Kelly. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right, next up we have Toby W. Toby? Can you can you hear me, Craig? Yeah, Toby? Yes. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Toby, are I you? Did. Yeah, I'm, I think you can hear me now. Um, good morning. My name is Toby W. from Boston. Grateful, grateful, grateful uh, today. You know, I was remembering uh, how I was sure everything was fine in my life. There was nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong. I was working at a very prestigious organization, um, and I had um, money coming in very nicely. Um, I was... Everything seemed on the outside to be, you know, I drove an expensive car. You know, everything seemed to be beautiful. But my life 
I finish work and I stop at the bakery and I load up on, on sugar stuff, eat it all night long, get up in the morning, go to work, and as far as I was concerned, I was doing an excellent job. But there was one day when I was sitting across from a client and all of a sudden I feel like I'm falling asleep. And I'm falling asleep because of all the sugar that was in me. And I had the hardest time staying awake. And I realized that what I thought I was still able to do, I was not. I was not able to say or do the things that I could do because I was drunk on food every single day. And thank God today I am not. Thank God I'm abstinent and I'm in recovery, that I'm recovered today. And I just wanted to say I'm grateful that I'm not there today. I am where I am today. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Toby. Next up, we have Loretta. Loretta will be followed by Linda. Uh, Loretta? Loretta D.? I think that was Linda, but it, I'll share. It. it wasn't Linda. It's Loretta. It, I, it's Loretta H. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Craig. Thanks. Thanks, everybody who was saving my life along with my precious God, Loretta H. Recovered in North Carolina. Okay, we haven't heard from Fred for a while. As I've shared, I am um, I was in program in the 80s, and I got severely, severely anorexic. And it took me about 25 years to get back. Uh, I am so grateful I'm back, and the gift of desperation, somebody else, that is how I needed to get here again. And at that time, when I came back into the room, I actually was almost, at my weight where I got fired from my from my company for if I had gained that much weight. Anyway, long story short, I this is spiritual awareness month and I am so grateful that um I have this program that I do have all these spiritual connections today so that when I do get into trouble I have some sort of direction directions in this book. Um, and I know that my step one is my first, first hundred percent thing I need to do every single morning because I am never cured. Yes, I am recovered by the grace of God and the gift of desperation. And, uh, last year I actually, I did not use any of my diseases. I again got severely thin because of something that was going on with me, and I did eat, but um, I actually craved another one of my addictions. I didn't pick up, and the only, only thing that saved my rear end was doing this work. And again, today, I am um, sharing another fifth step, and so gratefully happy to do that, because it's the only thing that I can change is me, not anybody else. I can change myself. And my reality is 
has to be looked at because I look at things very, in fact, I almost, I realize I covet anorexia. So I look at things very, very severely um, taken away from me as opposed to the abundance that my life has that I'm not worthy. And so that's why I do this work because I feel as though sometimes I just need to disappear because um, that's part of my genetics. In fact, they've even found a gene of my genetics with the disease of under eating. So I am just so grateful that every time one of my little um, chaos thinking things comes about, I surrender to that step one and then I do the work because without the work, I have no chance of ever finding God and then finding myself, as it says on 158. So with that, I pass. Thank you, everybody. Safe, blessed day. Okay, thank you very much, Loretta. Next up, we have Linda. Linda will be followed by Faye. Linda? Good morning, Craig. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. Um, hmm. The word that jumps out at me is shaky. Uh, I lived my whole life shaky. And I'm still living my life. I'm an old babe, but... Heck, I'm a babe. But anyway, uh, I know you're laughing, um, but I am. Um, the thing is, I'm human, and I'm going to screw up. And if I hadn't discovered God through this program, I would be dead or dying and uh, miserable. And instead, I woke up so damn happy today, confused because I'm human, but happy. And so I'm going to give you a stupid example, but it's not stupid. I have a, a bottom pair of scrubs. You know what those are, these pale blue uh, pants that you wear when you're a caregiver. And they're gigantic. I, I'm five foot four, and I used to weigh 276, and now I, I'm aspiring, <laughs> aspiring to 122 because I was very, very sick. I was very infected um, by an infection. But anyway, um, the whole point is I am so grateful to have those scrubs. I put those on and I, I think, wow, I have legs. I have feet. I can move. And I am having a great time in life. And the lady next door, because I'm in the hospital still right now, and um, she doesn't even have legs, and she doesn't think that's a problem. Wow. I don't know if you get the drift of what I'm trying to say is. What I'm trying to say is, wow, I'm having a great time. I have so many friends here in this facility and in my neighborhood. I have a neighbor dropped from God. She's so good. She's so good. I have people on this line. You know who you are. I love you to death. You just left me a message. You're concerned about me despite your problem. Who has it better than me? Nobody. I love this program because God saves my butt every single 
minute of every single day and reminds me often, you're off, you're off, get back on. You know, you're off, your thinking is off. What a wonderful way to live in concert aligned with love. That's what the program is. It's about love, learning how to, and knowing I deserve love. I always did. I have a disease that tells me I don't, and that's a lie. Thanks. I pass. Craig, 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 next up we have Faye, and Faye will be followed by uh, Jillian. Faye? Hi, thank you so much, Craig, for your service. Um, My name is Faye. I am a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Um, Yeah, it's about love. (laughs) What a great sentence. it reminds me of, it works, it really does. Just a simple sentence that for me really sums up this amazing thing that's happening. Um, it's about love. And so the last uh, two sentences of the last paragraph that we read and the first sentence of this one are basically a history of my experience in the last 32 years uh, in OA. Uh, He was positive that this humiliating experience, plus the knowledge that he had acquired, would keep him sober the rest of his life. Self-knowledge would fix it. We heard no more of Faye for a while. (laughs) That's just basically the story of my history of uh, relapse. Just this incredible... Um, passionate belief that someday I wouldn't be a compulsive eater if I just had enough therapy and enough God and enough self-knowledge and enough fellowship and enough community and enough change and enough support I would just be miraculously healed by all of those things um and that I would be thin. That was the goal. That I would that that I would be thin. Um, and then eventually, as my eating progressed, the goal became I would be able to stop eating. Um, and what I know today is that none of those things, none of those things, is the solution. Uh, the solution is a connection to a higher power, which I call God. And the way that that has happened for me is by letting go of my ideas completely um, and just admitting that I was defeated. The battle is over. I lost. And ironically, that was the beginning of the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to me, which is this surrender I'm experiencing today and this connection to a higher power, which led me not to or not just to a thinner body 
but to a life of love and service uh, that's so much better than anything I had ever wished for myself. Um, I have, I now see my history of relapse as a story of resilience. I fell down a thousand times and I got up a thousand and one times. And what has happened on this thousand and first time is I just decided to listen to all of you and to read this book and to do what this book says. It's so simple and clear. It's crazy that this book is so simple and clear. It's just 12 steps in order. First you do this and then you do that and then this happens and then that happens. And I love being reminded by the special edition um, yesterday that, that um, you know, this, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I just blanked. It was such an amazing special edition and there's so much in my head from it still, it's resonating. But um, General I, reminder. I'm just very, very grateful for the solution today and to be connected to God and to all of you. Thanks for letting me share. I hope everyone has a great day. All right, thank you. Uh, next up, we have and, and forgive me, is it Shelley C? You're not coming through very clearly. Shelley M P. Yeah, will you spell that for me? Joanne, J-O-A-N-E. Oh, oh, Joanne C. Okay, great. Thank you. Go ahead, Joanne. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for your service, Greg. I am Joanne P. as in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Just feeling like I wanted to share today because when I read this about Fred, of course, it reminds me, they all remind me of me, but... What jumped out in this paragraph for me was, um, yeah, I was absolutely convinced that I had to stop eating, and yet <laughs> I couldn't. I knew what to do. I had done it before. I um, came into this program not even thinking that I was a compulsive overeater or an addict, learning so much about myself knowing that, yeah, I could exhibit splendid judgment and determination in all my other affairs. Eating, forget it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I'm so thankful to have found a way to um, learned about our program and our 12 steps and thankful for all of you who have helped me to understand my disease and to know that I have to abandon myself to God, to my higher power. I have no power. And until I learned to surrender, and it took me a while of uh, relapsing and picking up before I got it, before I understood the true meaning of surrender and accepting my, um, yeah, accepting my disease and the humility that I need to um, accept everyone for who they are and 
this is such an amazing place to be. Um, I believe my relationship with my Howard Power and my complete surrender and absolute abstinence allows me to serve others and to work our program and our 12 steps. Um, but especially, um, yeah, to humbly ask God to remove all my character defects. Wow, that was that was something I had to learn too, that, yeah, we're almost powerless over those too, as well as the food. So every day we wake up an addict, and every day I'm so thankful to be here with all of you and to um, to know that there is a solution. And, yeah, together we can do this. With that, I pass. Thank you. All right, thank you. So uh, I appreciate that. Sorry, I fumbled your name, uh, Joanne P. Um, <clears throat> next up, we're going to take another list of names, uh, and I'm going to remind you that uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might uh, share their experience also. So who else would like to share on this Barbara paragraph on page? E. All right, Barbara, gotcha. Mary M. Sorry, I jumped on your toes. Danielle O. I got a Mary Ann something. And Mary M. Who was that? What? Terry M. Terry M. And I didn't get anything out of that night. I've got Barbara, Mary Ann, and Terry M. Danielle O. Pedro. And I'm sorry, a. something. Uh, and I got you. Uh, somebody O. Danielle. Danielle O. And then there was a male Lori voice in M. there. Pedro Lori B. M. Daniel B. And Lori M. All right, here's who I have. I have Barbie, uh, Marianne, uh, Terry M., David O., Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Um, Daniel O. Uh, Danielle O. And then Daniel B. And then Ann A. And Lori M. That's not confusing. Um, did I miss anybody? All right. Let's let's get started. Uh, Barbara E. You're up. Oh, good morning, everyone, and Craig, thank you so much. I loved hearing and seeing you speak a, a few weeks ago. Well, I am a grateful compulsive overeater, and I do mean grateful. I've been in Overeaters Anonymous for almost 22 years, and my attitude towards many things have changed over time. When I first came into OA, I came in to lose weight. Therefore, the so-called physical part of the program was the most important. After many years of living in recovery, and not always recovered, I have to admit, my perspective and my priorities have changed. I know of no one who says, I feel good, I think I'll join OA and change. One of the saddest days of my life was when I reached my goal weight 
and realized that nothing had changed except my weight. I was still the same person. I'd always been feeling bad and, and always finding something to justify feeling bad. And that's why I finally became willing to really embrace the program wholeheartedly. Progress, progress wasn't particularly swift, nor was it easy. But now, after all these years, I no longer justify or judge others living gratefully and humbly, living this program of surrendering and accepting my powerlessness, being honest with my sponsor, myself, and my higher power who knows everything, and learning to think less of me, myself, and I, and more of you, and come face-to-face with reality each day in my nightly review with my higher power beside me. It helps me look at what I did well and what I can improve on, and tomorrow, what I can work on. And I accept I'll do it imperfectly, but striving to be better, to be teachable, to start with a clean slate in the morning, which will get written on during the day. As I make mistakes, I know I'm not a mistake because God doesn't make mistakes. When I first read the big book, it struck me that nowhere does it talk about physical recovery except as a result of my higher powers intervention, which comes from living the 12 steps. While I have a threefold illness, I only have a spiritual recovery to save me. And that comes because of my higher power. And the way I see it is by passing it on to others my desire to live a better life and how I, how long I live is in God's hands, not mine. I heard someone say, if you want to go quickly, do it alone. If you want to go far, stay with the group. And I feel love wrapped around me every day by you and most of you I've never seen and won't see. And my sponsor and my higher power. How grateful I am to be a compulsive overeater today. Thank you. I pass. All right. Thanks, Barb. Next up we have um, Mary, and I don't know. I think I bobbled your name. Mary Ann or Mary Ann? Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Craig. Could you hear me? Yes. Oh, awesome. Um, This is Mary M. um, from Chicago. Uh, Thank you so much for your service. And uh, thank you, Darlene, for getting us started. Uh, It was a wonderful way to start the meeting this morning and some really good shares that I really needed to hear. Um, So I uh, I was on vacation last week. <clears throat> we went on an eight-day trip, uh, a cruise, and uh, if anybody knows how a cruise is, it's all about the food, and this was my first um, trip and um, being abstinent, and uh, I tell you what, oh my gosh, uh, it was extremely hard for me. Um, I did get through it. Um, you know, abstinent, uh, you know, stayed clean, um, 
but it was extremely hard because of the, um, you know, the disconnect, you know, being on a ship, I couldn't get the service. I couldn't, uh, it was very, very hard, um, being away from my fellows, um, yeah, uh, Barb, you just explained, you know, uh, be, you know, having the fellowship um, that I lean in so much, uh, and 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 the meeting, you know, I I I I really count on this meeting. I count on my sponsor, all the women, um, you know, are my lanterns, um, and it was hard, uh, but. I got through, and so, you know, it, it talks, you know, say you, you shared about the the, uh, the the self-knowledge would keep me sober, the, um, the determination, and, uh, you know, it's all these things that, uh, the surface things that I rely on, um, that, that I really saw instead of going deeper um with my higher power my god and so um you know i still have a lot of work to do and um you know it is a progressive disease <clears throat> so um you know it i i just have to go deeper into um 10 steps into 11 step into you know into my God. And, um, you know, I'm glad to be back home, guys. I'm glad to be back with you. And, uh, you know, I just, I feel so much better. My Yesterday, my dog got bit by another dog. I got, I was home for an hour. My, my dog ran out and it's just a small little dog and, and it got bit by a dog across the street. And, you know, it, it, it was just everything, just like, wow, God's really given me opportunities here to, um, to stay, to stay the course. And, uh, you know, I was shaky. I'm not kidding you, but I feel so much better this morning being back with you. So thanks all. Thanks all. And, uh, I, I will pass for now. All right. Thank you very much. Next up, we have Carrie M followed by uh, Danielle O. Hi, thank you, Craig. This is Carrie M in Miami, Florida. Um, talking about the paragraphs, uh, this talks to me about my progression. It, um, I was uh, physically and emotionally a wreck, and um, and I thought, like him, that I was absolutely convinced I had to stop eating what I like or eating what others are eating and um and sure i I know from my old sponsor that I should have no excuses there are no excuses for eating and um and that um I did have splendid judgment and determination in all other concerns, yet this still had me in the on and off cycle, precisely like him. And um, so what was I missing? Uh, I think what I was missing is um, 
um, really not touching ever any of my trigger foods because perhaps in his case also, if you touch anything, uh, you're back in the cravings and you're back in the uh, the cycle. And it was like uh, whack-a-mole uh, because there's so many different details to to get this going. Uh, and it was like, if I had the sugar down, then I would pick up a little more fat. If I had, in my case, and volume uh, would increase if I put the sugar and the fat down or if I put the sugar, the fat, and the volume, then I was abstinent, but a little bit out of my food plan. And if I had all that down, then I might not be doing the 10, 11, and 12 steps daily. Um, so maybe I had no sponsees. And, and you know, all these different little things, something was missing or a lot of the stuff would be missing. And um, all because I get disconnected from my source, from my higher power. Um, because um, it's all very doable and it's all very part of my life um, where it's just like breathing. But the main thing is um, being connected with my higher power. And so I appreciate the example of Fred because I can certainly identify with this paragraph. And thanks so much, Fred, with that I pass. Hello? Craig, press star one time, you. I, I'm sorry. Um, I, next next up, I think I have a, a Daniel and then a Danielle, or a Danielle and then a Daniel. So it's O, uh, Dan- Danielle O. Danielle O, compulsive overeater from New York. Yeah. Hi. Uh, good morning, Hi. and thank you for being here today. Uh so today uh, I would will mark 12 days since I've been back into the rooms of OA, and um, I was out there for five years, uh, and research tells me that uh, it doesn't get any better. And I do believe at one point I thought maybe, and I was wrong, and it did take me a while to come back, but it wasn't all so terrible at the same time. I'm not saying that compulsively overeating was terrific and great every day because immediately one of the first things that happens that I don't like is that the weight starts to come back. But more important is that mental obsession that takes over so many parts of my my being. You know, the planning for, the looking for, the hunting, the, the, the gathering of things that I need in order to think I can find happiness. And it's in, you know, I know that the real happiness comes from the God of my understanding. And even though I know that in my head and I'm, you know, intellectually, I understand that, that doesn't mean that's what I do. And that doesn't mean that's what I go out and do. I have to remember that I have a disease that tells me I don't have one, first of all, and that I need, first, I need help. 
I mean, I can't do this alone. I've tried. I've done. I've, I've gone through every nook and cranny to try to figure out how I can manage this by myself. And none of it worked. Uh, surrendering for me was just hands up. I can't do it. Help me. And I've done that. I've done that without the, the, without the help of 12 steps. And it still didn't quite work. Um, as soon as I'm accountable and as soon as I'm part of, as soon as I'm engaged with, all of this makes more and more sense. So 12 days in, I'm very grateful to be abstinent. It is a miracle every day that I can walk through and feel a little bit more peace, joy, uh, anything that comes as a result of just not picking up. So I'm going to any length. I'm doing everything that everyone is telling me to do. And I'm just starting to get out of the, you know, poor me. You know, there's nothing about poor me. It's just the denial of the disease. So just wanted to claim my seat this morning and thank you everyone for being here and doing this um, journey with me as well. Thank you very much. That's it. All right. Next. Thank you very much. Next up we have uh, Daniel B. And uh, um, we're running real tight on time here. We've got about two minutes. So uh, Daniel, if you can uh, take two minutes. And I don't think we're going to get to the, anybody else. Uh, Daniel, star one. It's Pedro B. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Pedro. I am uncomfortable over either. Very grateful to be here and uh very happy uh, happy to be asking it today. Um yes, uh so Fred, uh he had everything. Pedro, I think you've gotten muted again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello? Okay. I can hear you. Yeah, I'm sorry, Craig. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you for your help. Um, you know, I feel uh, gratitude for all the people that have helped me from from this group uh, this morning. Um, all the guys, you know, that uh, went took the time to take me through the steps, you know, and uh, and I kept failing and I kept, you know, relapsing, and and I come back and do the steps again, and then recently I uh, I spoke to a gentleman. He says, you know, uh, I build on success. You know, okay, so I fail, so okay, but I learn a little bit. So let me let me build on that success, and 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 um, you know, how successful am I um, in in recovery? Um, um, you know, I. Uh, I feel successful today because I am asking in at this moment, and I'm grateful for that. I said it's a it's a moment at a time for me, a day at a time, and um, I am I'm in a, in a good place, you know. And all I need to do is continue, you know. And and uh, there's 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 so many things in in my heart this morning about what I need to do, you know, who I need to do it with, and you know. Uh, 
I heard it here at this at this at this meeting this morning. This is a spiritual malady. This this spiritual hole that I have. My problem is is the power in page fifty five of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous says we found the reality, the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it's only there that he may be found. So for me, it's an inside God, right? This power in our lives that wants us to be successful at living our lives, right? So my, the problem that I have is that... General reminder, Pedro, we're out of time. Thank you. I'll wrap it up with this. The problem that I have is that there's a lot of things blocking me from this power, so I need to work the step to get rid of the stuff that's blocking me from this power and stay connected to this power. Happy 24 hours to everybody. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Pedro. All right. Thanks to everyone who shared. Uh, the share ID for today's meeting is 19,611. That's today's date is November 7th, 2022, and that's the 19-611. We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Nancy R. please uh, uh, read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Nancy? Nancy R., star one to unmute. Hi, can you hear me now? Yes. Nancy R. from Northwest Illinois, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't gotten. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come and pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.